Welcome back to the Weasley's Wizarding Twincast. I'm your host, Lauren, and today is David's turn again to recap chapters 8 through 11 of Sorcerer's Stone. Good news, David remembered the name of the book, and although he has no idea what a Sorcerer's Stone is, he has some great insight into something called a Philosopher's Stone. Enjoy! Okay, well, hey. Hey. This is the Weasley's Wizarding Twin cast, of which we now know this family more intimately. We're in the meat of it now, Dave. Putting a little more, uh, putting a little more meaning in the in the podcast name. Turns out they're like they're crazy, and they like in these chapters at least have played a pretty significant role. Like mm-hmm. they're you know mm-hmm. one of them is good at Quidditch. Yep is cool well um, and he's yeah. actually and one of them's the um the uh the like leader of the students i think the prefect percy the, the prefect. prefect yeah that's an english yes. word well it's like an english concept i think okay we don't have prefects here no no we have assholes <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> we have yeah i think the the weasleys are you know they're looking like a, a pretty solid group Mm-hmm. Uh, we got we, what did we learn we uh, we know charlie is uh he wrangles dragons in romania yeah so pause that for a second okay oh <laughs> right away so well i mean it's it's a conceptual thing like uh mm-hmm. th- they're talking about kind of the difference between like the muggle world and the magic world and yet they're talking about just like wrangling dragons in romania like is that a muggle thing or is that a magic thing Hmm. like do you think that you're saying do the muggles know about dragons yeah i don't know are they are they is that their duty as wizards to like protect the muggle world in a way from these magic things and like the reason muggles don't know about dragons is because we've got wizards fighting them you know like i don't right i think we are supposed i think we're designed to assume that as muggles we know what muggles know which is that i don't believe dragons exist in my life I like but that. Perhaps it is because wizards are wrangling them. Right. So I like it. I like it that way. I think that's yeah. cool to to just assume that, yeah, in real life here, like we're muggles and mm-hmm. there's all these crazy things happening that we don't know about because there's a magic world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's enticing about the story, particularly to kids, but also to us who, you know, sometimes the real world is a scary place. And you just, it, it's nice to believe that like all these crazy things that happen are like something going wrong, something going mm-hmm. awry with the wizarding world or yeah. that we could wake up tomorrow and be invited to Hogwarts. <laughs> is, it, is it ever too late or do you have to be 11? It feels like you have to be 11. I think you like might have to be 11. <laughs> so then, okay. And then, so he's there uh he he is referenced when they talk about quidditch apparently he was pretty he was a captain he's pretty good mm-hmm. um and then bill's the other brother works at a bank <laughs> yeah in egypt though i think there's there's five brothers right yeah five brothers and then Ginny. oh yeah Ginny, who wasn't old enough to go to hogwarts this year mm-hmm. so yeah we start out with chapter eight the potions master we left off with harry just being like all right, I guess I'm in school now in Gryffindor. Close one. Yep. Just edged through that <laughs> by pure will. Yeah, and then he just living his famous life. Yeah. The chapter's called The Potions Master because Harry goes to potions class. So yes. he's first he's walking around, he's getting stared at. 
just like hard to find his way around. There are 142 staircases at Hogwarts. They led somewhere different on a Friday. I like these details. Some with a vanishing step halfway down that you had to remember to jump. And then there were <laughs> doors that won't open unless you ask politely or tickled them exactly in the right place. And doors that weren't really doors at all, but just walls just pretending. I like the way they said that. Solid walls just pretending, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> Peeves, nearly had the snick. Ghosts being wild in the halls. And we learn a little bit about Filch. Yeah, Filch comes up uh, throughout the next few chapters, too. Yes, he has a cat. This is Norris. <laughs> She's like annoying cat. She just like sees everything and like reports back to Filch everything that's going wrong. Uh, he says the most boring class was history of magic. Um, they, t- they describe Professor Bin's, he, he is a ghost. He had fallen asleep near a fire and burned, like burned. And then he just got up the next morning and continued teaching like nothing happened. Yep. We got Flitwick, the charms teacher, tiny little wizard. We got Professor Sprout of Herbology. And then, of course, McGonagall, you know, very strict uh transfiguration is what she teaches you turn something from one thing into something else and they were trying to turn what was it a paperclip into or no it was something into a needle right? yeah it was like a matchstick into a needle like something very stick, slight right. like still yep. both long and round or something yeah <laughs> uh oh they have they go to defense against the dark arts coral stink reeks of garlic the whole room because he's like scared of vampires or something yeah just being a nervous nilly yeah, I think so. It was in the transfiguration class where uh, another kind of glimpse of Hermione's mm-hmm. like nerdiness came out, mm-hmm. right? Because she was the first one to to actually successfully transfigure the uh, the needle. Yes, right? not even the first, the only one. The only by one. the end of the lesson, only Hermione Granger had made any difference to her match, <laughs> Professor McGonagall. Gave her a rare smile. So wait, let's see. It wasn't that class then where the professor made like a big deal out of her doing because didn't she like get uh, some like a, a, an applause from one of the professors? Was that? Yeah, no, that was the that was she cast a spell. Uh, we got the Weasley twins being funny, saying Quarrel stuffed his turban full of garlic. <laughs> um, okay. Double potions, there's this concept where they have double class, like it's twice as long as what I imagine, which makes sense with potions. It feels like it has to be twice as long, but they do this with the Slytherins. Um, and this is where Harry interacts with Snape for the first time. And it is it, it is not pleasant. It's a little tense. A little tense. He says Harry had gotten the idea that Professor Snape disliked him at the start of term banquet. And by the end of the first potions lesson, he knew he'd been wrong. Snape didn't dislike Harry. He hated him. <laughs> he calls him a celebrity. And then he asks him a bunch of questions that Harry does not know the answer to and just like roasts him in front of the class. Yeah. And the Snape is not nice to Hermione either. Yeah. Ron was like, Harry, don't make a fool out of yourself here. <laughs> Like, just chill, man. Just chill. I mean, I feel like every you're in a position if you're the celebrity at the school where, like, if you do some say something, people you know, they're gonna start talking about it, mm-hmm. especially being 11 years old. Did you hear what Harry said to Snape? Just cause yeah. all sorts of all sorts of drama, drama. And you know, Ron's not a drama queen, okay? <laughs> He's not a... very confrontational either. Mm. Yeah, it gets so kind of awkward later, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Let's see. He's 
He's asking about Bazaar, uh, Monkshood and Wolfsbane. Same herb? Yeah, trick question. There's a trick question. <laughs> a Bazaar is a stone taken from the stomach of a goat. It will save you from most poisons. As for Monkshood and Wolfsbane, they are the same plant. <laughs> Takes all these points from Gryffindor. He literally says idiot boy at one point when Neville like spills his potion everywhere. Spill it on himself and like burn himself or something. Is that what it was? Oh, boils sprang. Yeah, boils sprang up all over his arms and legs. Just yeah. Yeah. So oh, same, Neville. same klutzy kind of character, mm-hmm. you know, because he's the one that lost his toad and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, I don't know this first book like it's got to be character development so we're like learning who these characters are it's probably different for you and everybody who's read the book because they're like oh well duh like that was neville but for me i'm like oh there he goes again just being comical this guy (laughs) well neville's the one who's like uncle hung him out the window to see if he would be magic and like dropped him (laughs) and and dropped him hell a good thing he is magic and then he bounced yeah Yeah. oh (laughs) neville that's so funny. This guy's been through the ringer. Excited to see what, what happens to Neville throughout the story. See if he I lasts. Know. I feel like he's going to get oh. kicked out of Hogwarts or something. I don't know. Just just flunking out or something. I don't know. Oh, poor Neville. <laughs> so he starts to question why Snape hates Harry. starts to question why Snape hates him, him so much. Although we've been talking about, it seems like he kind of hates everyone. <laughs> hates, he was mean to Hermione. He hates Neville. Just kind of a grump. He's the dark arts professor, right? Snape is potions. Oh, but he's been wanting, according to the twins, he's been wanting the dark arts job. That's right. So he's got he's got a little, you know, evil thing going on here. Just grumpy gills. Just (laughs) you know, Snape's like, oh, Ron's like, don't even worry about it. Fred and George complain about Snape all the time. He's like always taking points from them from Gryffindor for them lots of lots of points moving around yes and then we go we go to have tea with uh hagrid after this we we meet hagrid and his dog fang fang Fang. i love dogs what a good boy i love a dog in a story you know what a good boy i know just being big and just excited to make new friends scary at first though right and then he started licking ron's face yep he's big he's big boy oh good boy and then hagrid is actually hagrid and ron meeting for the first time so that's cute. He says, another Weasley, eh? I spent half my life chasing your twin brothers away from the forest. But then he does give a shout out to Charlie. He's all like, I liked Charlie. <laughs> he was good <laughs> with animals. Hence, Charlie now working with dragons. It's like a very nice, like, round storyline for Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we get a little glimpse from the newspaper about the Gringotts break-in. Did you remember the Gringotts break-in, Dave? Yes. And <laughs> when I was listening to this chapter... It, it rang a bell for like the first time, which I felt a little embarrassed. And and maybe this is going to be an embarrassing thing to look back on. But I was like, what? Like, I've always since that scene in my head, like I've been thinking, what is in that package? Um, uh-huh. And then I remembered what the entire first book is called. And I was like, <laughs> the source, like, it's probably the sorcerer's stone dave i literally (laughs) said this to daniel in our podcast i was like you wouldn't believe it but david hasn't even said the word sorcerer's stone (laughs) it's like some small item that he just like scoops up real quick Um, oh my gosh that cracked me up so it took me i felt like it took me a while that's so Uh, funny 
Um, oh, yes. yeah. So the news, the news comes in and, and gives us a little bit more detail, right. About yes. what time of day and things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. that the, um, supposed dark wizard or whatever had to, had to get in there and try to steal something out of the vault. Mm-hmm. So what I thought initially, and here's, this is going to be like, you know, one of the, one of the first times I go kind of against what I predicted. Oh, like Hagrid, I thought Hagrid got sent there because there was a break in to the vault. He got sent there by Dumbledore before the break in happened. So he got whatever was in the package, the Sorcerer's Stone, (laughs) out of the vault before the bad guy got there and tried to steal it. So I didn't connect all those dots until until this news article came up. So this was like this was a very important piece of the story for me in connecting these dots. So, oh, my God, I'm just so proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm embarrassed, but proud of myself. Well, let's keep in mind that you have a little bit more information than Harry and his friends have to work off of because they do not know the title of the book. (laughs) No. (laughs) They do not. Okay, so Terry's trying to get this out of him. He's like, "What? What's down there?" And Hagrid's mm-hmm. like, "No, no, you're not going to get that out of tries, me." Tries to catch Hagrid slipping. Yeah, actually, you know what? That happens at a different tea time. This is just a nice like tea time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of like he hasn't put these pieces together even this far yet, so he's um, he was just kind of like, "Wait, Hagrid, that was the same day," and then we have to wait for chapter uh, eleven before Harry and. It's kind of like, what's in the package, Hagrid? Yeah, yeah. And Hagrid, um, well, we'll get there, but he he slips a name that he shouldn't ooh. know. But <laughs> we'll get Hagrid there. slipping? Okay. Who would have called that? Uh, McGonagall, chapter one? <laughs> ha- you trust Hagrid with information? Yeah. So we, then we're just like that. We're in chapter nine, and we get this. It's called the Midnight Duel. Yep. It's a duel that will never take place. As it was a setup the whole time, but fucking Malfoy yeah just baits him into like okay let's let's go fight mm-hmm. and then they tell they, well they tell him where to meet Rat. or something yep and then the trophy I room mean, it's dark and yep. they're not where they're supposed to be because they realized yeah. that they were in that um that quarter that dumbledore had said like dudes you're not supposed to yeah, go like specifically there. don't go there yeah it was it was that and like the forest that hagrid had mentioned he was trying to keep the weasleys out of yes Yep. And he said three announcements. And I think the third was the, that Quidditch tryouts are going to take place in the second week. Quidditch is, is way bigger. Part. Yeah, way bigger deal than I thought. And they give out, I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit again. That's they give out like a lot of points for Quidditch matches, right? Some would say an absurd amount. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we're just being introduced to Quidditch for the first time here. Harriet is like, I've never thought about flying on a broomstick before. And they get their flying lessons. It's super cute. Like so, I think I remember this scene from the movie that I saw a long time ago, where they're sure. all like young and standing in a line. And yeah, what do they do? They say up. Is up. that what they say? Up. up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the broom up. just goes whoop, like yep. right up into their yep. hands. Yep. Yeah. Apparently, fun fact: I've watched because I've gone on my Lauren rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the making of that scene, it was one of the most difficult scenes for them to film because they were all just children. <laughs> <laughs> just one child actor is like okay you're one child three like hermione and harry and ron, ron for example yeah difficult but then like you get like 20 it's like you're goofing oh. off you're talking to each other like shh, shh, shh. yeah <laughs> we gotta film the scene 
That's I just thought that was cute. So they uh, try to get their rooms up. Oh, the remember all. Right. So they went to breakfast at one point and Neville gets his remember all. Yeah. It was a gift from home or something. Yeah. Graham. Graham gave him the rem- remember all, but then he couldn't remember what he forgot. Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and couldn't remember. Remember all. Ding, 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 ding. Is an item from Hogwarts Battle. Oh, yeah. It was one of those uh, shop items or whatever. Maybe I shouldn't have said it if you didn't know, but I don't know. It's well, like no, a Neville I, item. It's a Neville I remember. Item. Yeah. yeah. Actually, didn't I play Neville the most, too? You, I think I did. You got on a healing he was like kick. The, yeah, he was the healer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. the remember all. But then Draco, like, stole it from him, right? And caused a, caused a fuss at dinner. Yeah, he... Okay, because the professor, we're talking about filming a scene with like 20 children, but the professor is in charge of 20 children and they all have brooms that they're specifically not trained on. But when <laughs> Neville falls, she's all like, I will leave. Please be good. Yeah. And then she like leaves for a half hour. How long is it? I mean, the, we, there's 149 staircases or whatever. So she's like taking Neville wherever he's got to go in the castle. You'd think she'd just hop on a broom and like fly him over there. Yes, I, that's a great point. <laughs> Plot hole. No, just dumb adults making dumb supervisory decisions. So then yeah. obviously there's one bad egg in the bunch, Draco, who's all like, oh, I'm a be a jackass anyway. He takes the remember all. Scoops it up out of the grass. He's like, come get it if you want it. And first off, this is pissing everybody off because they're yeah. like, we're going to get in trouble. Hermione specifically. too. Yeah. Like, we are screwed when yeah. pr- Professor gets back. Like, we yeah, should, she's going to see you flying around put. on a broom. Yeah. We're breaking rules like that's not good. And then Harry's like, mm, but you shouldn't have that. That's not yours. And then he went for it. I don't know. He's on this new kick. I like this for him, though. Like he's on this like. <laughs> I like this for him. <laughs> I like this for 11 year old Harry. (laughs) He's like literally abused for most of his life. And now he's like got this chip on his shoulder about Draco, you know? And yeah. And the confidence coming from being who he is, apparently, you know? Yeah. yeah, Right. At at Hogwarts. Like everybody knows who he is. So he's got some sort of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good point, Dave. We don't get a lot of like Harry's perspective, like a lot of his like point of view. Mm-hmm. but yeah he's 11 and he's famous and it's like it makes him feel simultaneously not good enough but also yeah maybe a little confident maybe a little cocky at times fusing for an 11 year old you know like he was talking back to snape and stuff yeah like all, all that like it's interesting did he talk guess, to vernon i mean a little i guess he kind of did like yeah. a little bit he'd just always lost like he would talk back and then still not and then get they'd be like well. go to your go to your closet and he would Mm-hmm. yeah so in this case he chases draco down in the air mm-hmm. he's never fl- he, he's just learned up <laughs> yeah 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 takes off after draco in the air like way way up there too yeah and then he and then draco just drops the remember all okay he throws the glass ball high into the air and then he streaked back toward the ground i think yeah 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 just just kind of threw it up there and was like if you don't want it yeah. to smash on the ground when it hits like you get it yeah and then he did. He totally did. And it was at McGonagall who saw him. Okay. Yeah. Like Keep just going. first time ever. This this was awesome. Like as a sports fan. Go off, Dave. <laughs> as a sports fan. Like if you've been watching, when you are watching a sport that you've watched for a long time, or or better yet, you're watching a sport that you've played for a long time. So for us, that'd be like watching golf, right? 
Yes. You can much more appreciate watching a good play happen when you know it so well. So for, you know, Hogwarts has been around for a long time and McGonagall and, and company, you know, have been watching Quidditch for a long time and watching first years learn how to use their brooms and all that stuff. So, you know, it looked, I mean, and, and the and the book did a good job of like this was an intense moment. Like Harry is like a bullet towards the ground. He's terminal mm-hmm. velocity and mm-hmm. then some on his broom. Mm-hmm. And scooping up that remember all right before he hits the ground, like could have killed himself, all this, yeah, all this drama involved with it. But watching that, I mean, that's like that's like watching LeBron play in high school or something, you know? You, you, you see <laughs> you gotta the, you know see talent him. when you see talent. Yeah, yeah. You see yeah. him and you're like, that guy's different. And I guess yes, they all kind of knew he would be, but I don't know if they necessarily knew he was gonna be also just be an all-star Quidditch player. So listen, yeah. this is <laughs> this is a sports saga. But yeah, so that was pretty cool. It did remind me of like uh a bit of a psychological dilemma where in in sports and I've talked about like our, our buddy's family like they coach they've coached their kids through football and stuff um, and there there's a there's a bit of a phenomena where like if you have if you have a good player on your team as a coach you know that they've got more potential than the other players so then you play them and work with them more than you do the other players so yes. they not only start out a bit better, but then you work with them. Sorry, that was my alarm. Just <laughs> <laughs> pizza time. Yeah, um, I'll get it in a minute once I finish okay. this. Time. <laughs> so, so when you're a coach of the team, you you identify these players and mm-hmm. then you play them, you practice them, mm-hmm. um, encourage them, and work with them like more than the other players. And so okay. that I thought was like an interesting parallel because McGonagall's like I notice your talent and now we're going to give you a free (laughs) brand new Nimbus 2000 (laughs) I'm so glad you connected those dots immediately hilarious to me yeah she's like we will get a rule exception we will introduce you to the captain you will not need to try out and we will get you a broom (laughs) we will handle it we will do what it takes to get you on that Quidditch field we need you to play well and I don't know just go off and be like a crazy good Quidditch player let's start you right away yeah she's like the strictest teacher but she comes out there you know she's gonna be like you're breaking the rules Harry Potter and she's just come with me and he doesn't know I love that she doesn't give him anything as they're walking through the castle does she bring him straight to Dumbledore she interrupts class she (laughs) no she doesn't no not Dumbledore she interrupts uh like Flitwick's class and it's like I need wood okay. now and Oliver comes out and she's just yeah. like this is like urgent this is extremely urgent as the head of Gryffindor house I need you to meet your new seeker immediately get on this get on Amazon wait. and order a broom right now <laughs> yeah I'm, you talk to him and I'm gonna go to Amazon yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so she gets him introduced to Oliver with the captain of the, the Gryffindor Quidditch team right I like I like a little bit that Oliver like takes her word for this. He knows that she's very invested in Quidditch. I like that idea for McGonagall, like for being such a strict teacher, but she's like, I take my sport seriously. As someone who works in athletics, I relate to this. <laughs> Some people really like they can really divide these things. School's important, but also fucking win out there. Like give me a hundred percent on the field. Like that is how people <laughs> feel. So 
Oliver's just like, yeah, he's on the team then. Great. And then we get a nice scene later. I'm not sure how much later where he introduces him to the game as a whole and teaches him the rules and teaches stuff. Him, yeah. What, what all yeah. the, uh, what the quaffle is the ball that gets scored through yes. the hoops. Mm-hmm. The, um, there's like a, a, what is it? A bludger or something? Yes. Okay. So yeah, the quaffle is the ball that scores by going through a hoop. Yep. One of three hoops. Um, and then the bludgers are just chaotic. They're chaotic they're neutral the... <laughs> by definition. Okay. They just fly around trying to knock people in general off their brooms. Off their brooms seems a little intense to me. <laughs> totally does. <laughs> like as we'll later discuss when Harry's in like a life-threatening situation. <laughs> but yeah, and then there's just Fred and George in this case fly around with bats and like try to defend their forwards you know they're quaffle throwers mm-hmm. as well as harry from getting demolished by the bludger yeah so they're just defense yeah but not um, against the offense they're defense against the chaotic balls yeah 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 um and then he teaches them about the the golden snitch golden snitch which did you did we ever play with the golden snitch item oh i think game? so yeah, yeah. okay good I knew deck. I knew the the, the golden was a snitch. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sweet though. Yeah, he's like, like we're not gold. even gonna unleash it right now. It's getting a little dark, and we might le- lose it forever. So we're just yeah, like, don't want to lose it. We're gonna use golf balls or whatever he said. He was like, I'm gonna huck him, and like Harry you can just go catch him. Go and catch then he him. said he didn't miss one. Mm-hmm. Boom. Straight up natural. And he was pretty proficient on the broom already. It seemed like so. He was like, this is the first thing I didn't have to learn. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just get it. I just understand. Didn't have to read any books. I just connected mm. with the Nimbus two thousand. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, he connected with the like school broom, and then he gets gifted by McGon. Is it McGonagall who gives him the broom? I think so. Yeah, and just like just no shame, just like yeah, I'm buying you a broom. Like mm-hmm. in the letter to like invite you to Hogwarts at the school list, I pointed out for you like no first years get a broom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm gonna send, I'm gonna send you one. But yeah, before we get to the training session, actually, is when this duel gets like set up, and um, right, Draco just kind of comes at him like, "Are you having a last meal, Potter? What are you getting a train back to the Muggles?" Very rude. Coolly, like he just got drafted to the Quidditch team on a nap. <laughs> <laughs> you're a lot braver now that you're back on the ground and you've got your little friends with you. Harry said coolly talking smack now that yes. they're not competing yes. for anything uh Malfoy says I'll take you on any time he says wizard stool Harry's all like yeah man and then he's like I don't know what what's a wizard stool yeah he didn't have a clue what a wizard stool was but he was like yeah absolutely we're gonna mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's like a Dwight like, moment just... where he's like absolutely I do yeah and then he's like what's a wizard stool yeah <laughs> didn't Ron say uh he said something about like getting killed or death or something yes he did yes i'm glad you picked up on this too he goes i'll be your i'll be a second like he volunteers himself and harry's just like yeah he's gonna be my second and then after when he's like (laughs) what is a wizard duel and what do you mean you're my second he's like no a second he's just there to take over if you die (laughs) yeah just casually people only die in real duels you know with real like proper wizards the most you and malfoy will be able to do is send sparks to each other 
because yeah. neither of you knows enough magic to do real damage. We got to keep in mind here that they are 11. I know. So like they've done you know, accidental magic before, which I think is the biggest threat to their safety. They're, they're definitely going to think that they're doing some cool stuff, though, because they're 11. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's true. like um, David, if you had to bet if you were uh, what do you use? DraftKings? What do you use? FanDuel. <laughs> FanDuel. If you had to FanDuel these two, though, I mean, my money is on Malfoy like if they really went to bat in the duel like Malfoy grew up in a wizarding family he's definitely going to win a he duel did. he knows yeah, any- he, he was the one who was excited about Quidditch too um before yes. Harry even knew what it was so like yeah he he definitely for being 11 years old he had a he had a huge leg up on Harry I feel like. oh my god he knows any magic and Harry's been to school for three days like he's on yeah. day three of school at Hogwarts, you know, learned how to make a pen float or something. Yeah. And now, like, if Ron came up as second, I mean, okay, we could go. Like Ron and Malfoy would be more evenly matched. Harry's just like talking a big game. He doesn't know any magic. What's going on yeah. here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, really, you got to put in Hermione though. You know. Oh yeah, Hermione against Drake. I mean, odds. I'd I'd take uh, I'd I'd take Hermione money line on that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> She she'd, really, w- she'd win against Draco. Yeah, Malfoy. she seems quick, quick enough too. You know, yeah. not just skilled, but like she could think fast, faster yeah. than Draco. All that studying gonna pay off in a in a wizard stool. Yeah. So yes, they agree to meet at half past eleven, which requires Ron and Harry to just stay stay up, both stay awake in their bed, and then it goes, okay, it's time to go, and then they get out, <laughs> and then who's waiting for them? But Hermione Granger. Mm-hmm. Wearing a pink like, bathrobe and a frown, and a frown, yeah. She's <laughs> like, "This is a bad idea, guys." I'm this close. I, I almost told Percy, but I thought, "No, you can't be this stupid to do this." Don't you care about Gryffindor? Do you only do you only care about yourselves? I don't want Slytherin to win the House Cup. Just all <laughs> kinds of extra. Yeah, just straight up bought into Hogwarts. Yes. I think 100%. Ron here says, go away, full stop. Go away, period. <laughs> <laughs> She's lecturing them so much, she falls out the door and she gets locked out. <laughs> the fat lady who guards the door has gone to probably some gathering of her own. Yeah, see, I didn't know that they could leave. <laughs> I heard that. I was like, what do you mean they're gone? Yeah. I thought she was like, I don't know, just stuck in her painting the whole time. And No, they would like travel around. There was something, maybe it was the very end of chapter seven. Or beginning of chapter eight, where they, Harry's describing like looking at paintings, and they're all kind of like whispering to each other. Like the characters from the paintings are like traveling to other paintings and like whispering, like "Oh, that's oh. Harry Potter." Oh, I must have missed that level of detail. <laughs> she's in a different painting somewhere else. Yeah, she's partying probably. That doesn't work out for Hermione, and then also Neville. <laughs> he he had been sleeping on the ground in the hall because <laughs> he can't get in, <laughs> and he. <laughs> he forgot the password, and then by the time he remembered, the fat lady's gone. So, so it has a visual here. Fat lady's gone. Harry yeah, and Ron friend. are, are they're, they're heading to a place they're not supposed to be. And now yep. we've got Hermione standing there with a sleeping <laughs> Neville. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like how she's like, well, I guess I'll just go with you. And they're like, oh, my God. No. <laughs> so- <laughs> We're doing boy stuff. We're doing boy stuff. We're gonna be with Crab and Goyle and fucking Draco. And then we're gonna have a wizard. We're gonna have a duel at age eleven. Yes, uh, 
I feel like I remember 11 as middle school. No, that was like sixth grade, right? Yeah, it would have been sixth grade, which was Tough. middle school for me. Oh, wacky. We had five, six, seven, eight. What? Yeah. That's wacky. But true, those are all the worst ages, I think. I mean, you're yeah, all just pretty the bad. worst. I remember being the worst. I remember people were the worst. It's just, ooh. Mom was like, I'm going to yeah. volunteer at the middle school. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> As a high schooler, I was like, nope. I was my worst then. And I know people are their worst then. It was two years prior. And I was like, I had that insight already. I was like, <laughs> dark times, mom. Dark Good times, you, know, you don't want to see this. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. So yeah, these dark times aged people are like going to go to the trophy room. Of course, Malfoy and Crab do not show. And that's where they run into the cat and they decide to sprint. They run away. Running, running. Got to get back to Gryffindor Tower. Can't find it. Here, let's go in this door. Oh, no, it's locked. Hermione. Yep, I know that spell. Do you know the spell? I do, actually, because I believe it's Alohomora. Yes, and it's the most common spell in the game Hogwarts Battle. Yeah, you got so many Alohomoras in there. Too many. (laughs) If I have to banish a card, sometimes I banish an Alohomora. Because you know you're just going to get another one. Yeah, they're just like, you know, they're fine, but they're like diluting my deck. It's a great game. (laughs) It's so good. I can't wait. Okay, you need to remind us to bring it so that we can put it over the holidays. Yes. Um, So she does the spell and it unlocks the door, right? Yes. And then they go in there and they're like, oh, phew, we got away from Filch because that's our biggest threat right now. And then they look up and they see three heads three dog heads yep and they lose their <laughs> shit a little so i gotta bring it up now because it's like the perfect it's it's an intense moment in this chapter uh-huh. but later we learn that its name is fluffy yeah <laughs> like this is the first time they see it and just like i said go, going back and mm-hmm. i don't know being because i remember that was a very intense moment yeah but like later learning that his name was fluffy i'm like oh that's such a such a haggard thing like <laughs> haggard's like that's my dog yeah that's my dog that's I know dog. three noses twitching and quivering in their direction three drooling mouths saliva hanging and slippery ropes from these yellowish fangs so yeah get the fuck out of there because it like takes the dog a minute to be like what who's here at right now mm-hmm. should i feel attacked are they gonna yeah. feed me will they get out in time and then they continue to run around. Well, well, in that moment, mm-hmm. somehow, Ron made an observation that Harry did not. Mm. Ron saw that the, the dog was standing on something. And I think he was standing on a trap door mm. of sorts. Yes. I don't, know if it, I don't know if you still call it a trap door. Now, if like it's there on purpose. But a, a door in the floor of sorts. Yes, for what it's worth, uh, that is actually Hermione who makes that observation. Oh, okay. I thought it was Ron. So neither did neither Harry nor Ron see the. She door? shames them for it. She says, "You okay. don't use your eyes, any of you, do you?" She snapped. <laughs> Didn't you see what it was standing on? And Harry says, "The floor. I wasn't looking at its feet. I was too busy with its heads." Yeah. He says, "No, not the floor. It was standing on a trapdoor. It's obviously guarding something." And then she goes on. I hope you're pleased with yourselves. We could all have been killed or worse, expelled. <laughs> Again, full commitment <laughs> to, to just being Hogwarts. Like why live? Hogwarts. Why live if I'm expelled from Hogwarts? 
so then mm-hmm. yeah so then i think it was pretty pretty immediate after that that harry made the observation oh it's guarding something it's probably guarding mm-hmm. da, 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 the package. little package <laughs> It looked as though Harry had found out where the grubby little package from Vault 713 was, period. And that's how the chapter ends. Okay, Harry. Was, uh, yeah. Piecing stuff together. Harry's trying his best. He's thinking about everything, you know? Nothing gets yeah. by Harry except the trapdoor. <laughs> For the trapdoor observation. Hey, but to yes. be fair, if I'm standing in front of a three-headed dog that's no. the size of the hallway, like... word. I'm- I'm not looking at it. No, ever. I cannot believe Hermione noticed such a thing. <laughs> I mean, that's wild. She's like, ah, big scary thing. Boom, boom, boom. Look at everything. Mm-hmm. Make sure I take out, like, take all the information down. Analyze. Yes. So now we have the shared experience of our our people now. You know, Harry and Ron and Hermione were all together. Was Neville there? I forget. I don't think so. I think he's. It was a while before any of them said anything. Neville indeed looked as if he'd never speak again. He was scared, so he must have been there. He must have been there then. Mm -hmm. That's funny that he's part of the shared experience then. Yeah, so these four have this shared experience of seeing this dog. Um, They conclude early in Chapter 10 now, Halloween, that Mm -hmm. it's either really valuable or really dangerous. Neville and Hermione were kind of like, we don't care what's... The dog is guarding. We just like don't want to experience that ever again. Oh, this is where now Harry gets his broom. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes in a very not discreet package, but he was told not to open it. Yeah, that's like in front of the other kids. <laughs> we don't know what it is. We don't want people figuring yeah. out what it is. Then she just signs her name because she's like, I want credit. Like I paid for this. You know, yeah. this is not an anonymous donor. This is like just me wanting you to win for Gryffindor. <laughs> remember my name when you are famous <laughs> exactly yeah. uh ron and hermione get paired together in class i think is the next thing that happens here yeah they get partnered up for something okay first we get the little lesson we get the harry goes with oliver wood and learns quidditch we covered that yep. yep and then golden snitch here and there uh you get a lot of points if you win the quidditch cup you win you win a lot of points toward the the house cup the house cup yes so that's this is why mcgonagall cares right well she might just like sports as it is but she likes the sports success leads to the house success yeah is she i don't know if i know this does do the professors associate with a certain house as well Yes, they, they do neutral? outline. Yep, no, they outline that McGonagall is for Gryffindor. Okay. Snape is for Slytherin. Flitwick, the charms professor who's like shorter, is for Ravenclaw. Okay. And then uh, Sprout, spoiler alert, she is for Hufflepuff. <laughs> they okay. haven't really yeah. gone to Sprout's class yet. But okay. Yeah. Well, then that makes a little bit more sense. She's a huge mm-hmm. Gryffindor fan. She she's part of the house. She's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna help us out here. But yeah, they have like a whole Quidditch moment about how important it is to win. I wouldn't be surprised if you turn out better than Charlie Weasley, and he could have played for England if he hadn't gone off chasing dragons. So this is a guy he played like basically D1 Quidditch, (laughs) and he could have gone pro. 
let me let me pause there again because this this was the second time where it, like played for england what do you mean because isn't like england the muggle world so like oh great question dave hang on to that for a minute okay <laughs> uh yeah so charlie weasley had a pro opportunity here but he instead chose to chase dragons um I think we get a little like, doesn't Oliver feel it's important to like try to keep it secret that Harry's on their team? Yes, because he is their um, their secret weapon, is what they say in the right. Book. Yes, and, so the secret weapon should be secret. Yep. So he didn't really disclose anything to anybody until it was game day. Right. So um, we go back to it's Halloween. We go back to Flitwick's class. We get some timeless swish and flick verbiage. Yeah. <laughs> swish and flick. Remember, swish and flick. And saying the magic words properly is very important too. And here we get, even if you don't even remember the scene, you know the Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah. Okay. This was it. This is <laughs> everybody Wingardium knows. Wingardium Leviosa. Not Leviosa. Cute. I, I knew you would know that, even if you don't really, know. like, you don't know it, but you know it. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah I knew it. I knew <laughs> when that. you know, you know. Yeah. So this is where Ron's like a jerk to Hermione. Uh, he said, it's no wonder no one can stand her. She's a nightmare, honestly. And then she turns out she heard him. Yep. So she pushes by and she's off in tears. Now, this is how we place her in the women's bathroom. Mm-hmm. So as they go to the Halloween feast. She's not there. She's not there. We're eating, having a good time. But we get a distressed professor. How could a troll get in? Harry asked as they climbed the stairs. Don't ask me. They're supposed to be really stupid, said Ron. Maybe Peas let it in for a Halloween joke. Do you have a stance on this? How the troll got in there? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think so. I mean, it seemed like a lot of the other professors were in the, uh, I mean, at least Dumbledore was in the dinner. Mm-hmm. And then Quarrel was the one that came mm-hmm. running in. Mm-hmm. I mean, so maybe he had something to do with it. And, and just put on an act when he got there. But I don't know why. I don't I don't know why he would, though. Like, I, have, I don't think I have a stance on his motivation to do that. Well, you remember that. Um, so what's happening in the chaos is they're heading to Gryffindor house. But they realize that Hermione is in the bathroom. She doesn't know. She's busy crying. She doesn't know there's a troll. So they're like, oh, we gotta right. look out for her. And they notice that Snape goes a different direction than everyone else. Yeah. Um, they saw Snape cross the corridor and disappear from view. They question what he's doing. Why isn't he down in the dungeons with the rest of the teachers? And then they kind of sneak off and follow Snape's footsteps. Then they smell him before they see him, the troll. Yeah, they made that pretty um, clear. <laughs> it, it was potent. It was the first thing that they mentioned after they left the, the scene of the crime, too. They're like, oh, just they were so relieved that they couldn't smell that smell anymore. Okay, so based on how the smell is described, would you rather be in a room with the troll or in a room with um, Coral's garlicky turban? Garlicky turban. 
Yeah, I'm sure. same. I know. Garlic, I actually if like you, garlic. If you can it's reframe like what the source is, you can get yourself to believe that's a good smell. You know, sometimes yeah. it just means Italian food, which is delicious. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So <laughs> somehow they're like, a, see the troll first, right? Ron and Harry. And they like managed to finesse, lock it in the bathroom. That's ah. where Hermione is. That's the whole reason oh my we're God. here. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, what have we done? And Hermione, then, they said together. As as they're discussing it, they hear her scream from in the same room. Yes. They just or they just locked the troll. Yeah. It's like, guys, guys, think. guys, maybe you shouldn't <laughs> be doing this. You are here. We're in this place together. So what are we gonna do about it? They're like, oh, phew. We locked it away. <laughs> Everything's good. Oh. Like, how far would they have gone? They just hear like banging around in the bathroom. They're like, oh, oh it's just trying to get out. Yeah. Oh, God. Sad. Well, so I like this part where they decide to go in the bathroom. And then Harry's first response is, confuse it. Harry said desperately to Ron. And seizing a tap, he threw it as hard as he could against the wall. Gra- grabbing, yeah, grabbing yeah. onto the tap and throwing it and making noise. Yeah. yeah tr- trolls are trolls are stupid. They're stupid. So Ron says, oi, pea brain. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns its ugly snout toward Ron, giving Harry yeah. time to run around it. And then they're just like chaotic. No. Okay, Harry then did something that was both very brave. Gryffindor very stupid and very stupid not Ravenclaw that was not considered for Harry let's keep that in mind <laughs> he took a giant running leap and managed to fasten his arms around the troll's neck from behind the troll couldn't feel Harry hanging there but even a troll will notice if you stick a long bit of wood up its nose yep from that genius move we then get Ron pulling a Wingardium Leviosa at the troll's thanks club. to being partners with Hermione yes right right Otherwise, he wouldn't have known how to pronounce it correctly. That's true. And he would never have pulled it off. Full circle. Seriously. Is it dead? I don't think so. I think it's just been knocked out. Now, here's where McGonagall finally shows up with Snape and Quirrell and is all like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What happened here? Why are you guys? Why are you here at all? And how did you do that? (laughs) So Hermione lies for them. Out of character. Yes. She says she went looking for the troll because I thought I could deal with it on my own. And then if they hadn't found me, I'd be dead now. Now that, that part is true. That does seem true. You know? Yeah. If it hadn't been for them, he wouldn't have been locked in with you. That that's also true. But I don't, I don't think it would have been (laughs) solid for her to, to open up and say, I was in here crying. The boys locked this troll in the bathroom with me. And then I had to scream to get them to come back in yeah and i guess that's why she lies because otherwise just being like oh i was like unaware there was a troll because the adults were like just everybody go home like no one thought to be like make sure everyone knows what's going on yeah you think they'd have like some sort of um like loudspeaker system at hogwarts oh. it, there's a troll yes there's a troll in the dungeon. leave the bathroom if you're in the bathroom yeah oh man <laughs> Well, she kind of congratulates them and she gives them each five points for Gryffindor. Yes. That feels fair. (laughs) Also a little biased, probably. It's like a very much an honor system. Yeah, for sure it is. Type of deal. Ron later says he thinks we should have gotten more than 10 points. (laughs) (laughs) Took out a mountain troll in the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh God, it's so dumb. Uh, this time they get to the they get to the door and Pig Snout is Pig Snout. I think has been the password for Gryffindor this whole book so far, but it's just yeah. a funny thing. Okay, and now we were originally going to stop. We decided to go for chapter eleven because chapter eleven is a hoot. It's a good chapter. It's a short one. Quidditch. Yeah, the chapter's called Quidditch, and what do they do? They play, they play some Quidditch, Quidditch, Dave. That's that's they pretty do. much it. The whole... There's some like shenanigans that happen. Definitely, you know? yeah, big time shenanigans. Um, yeah, right away. I forget. Does the chapter open with the start of the game? No, there's a there's a little bit of um, exposition here. Okay. Um, you you said the thing about the secret weapon. It should be secret. Um, he's been reading this book Quidditch through the ages for comfort um, and then Snape comes and like snaps it from him yeah you're not allowed to take books from the library yeah or like outdoors. out of the like, yeah they can't be yeah. in the elements it's his point I think yeah and then they start to question Snape generally because he pissed them off um, they say he's after whatever the dog is guarding I'd bet my broomstick he let in the troll to make a diversion so that's why I was asking you if you think that there's any funny business around who let in the troll. Oh, true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm connecting those dots now, but I didn't think that at first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess then he could have been using the troll to divert away from where the dog was so that he could get in and grab the thing. Yeah, that's Harry's theory after he, sorry, this happened right before they questioned Snape. Um when Snape took the book, he then like followed him to the teacher's lounge that night and was going to like ask for the book back because it was such a comfort for him. <laughs> he saw Snape showing Filch. His wounds. Yeah. Yeah. His legs was bloody and mangled. Filch was handing Snape bandages. And you're kind of like, okay, it could be from anything. But then Snape says, how are you supposed to keep your eyes on all three heads at once? Then <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay. I Straight mean, giveaway. Okay snape so you were you met fluffy yep um so that's where this whole theory um starts from so this is actually a very important part of the quidditch chapter yes also yeah when i'm thinking back on it i forgot the sequence of events like i Mm -hmm. thought this happened after the match but now this is like even more evidence i guess for why things happened Mm. in a minute Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes so this is where they developed the theory. Um, they're getting ready for Quidditch the next day. We get Fred and George back, the twins. Yep. They're able to basically recite Oliver's pregame speech. Just <laughs> we are interested in a new character, the Slytherin captain Marcus Flint, a fifth year. Harry thought Flint looked as if he had some troll blood in him. He is not the seeker, though. The seeker is a different kid for Slytherin. Marcus Flint gains the quaffle and off he goes. Okay, so he's not the seeker, you're right. He would not be the seeker. Yeah. So then we get some Quidditch chat. Uh, we get Lee Jordan being hilarious on the mic. <laughs> he's accompanied by McGonagall, though. Yeah, he's trying to hold him accountable and be like, you can't, okay, you can't, <laughs> <laughs> you have to be objective. <laughs> but I liked it because like, it's another just look at how passionately involved with Quidditch McGonagall is yes she's like not only is she a big fan she's like involved with the production of the quidditch yes match. you're right like, yeah, yeah definitely big fan big sports big, big fan. sports fan yeah 
before you get too into it, I thought it was mm-hmm. also a good a good sports move to mm-hmm. put Harry. They just had him sit like in the air, like mm-hmm. way higher than the match. Mm. So that nobody was gonna go out of their way to like knock him off his room mm-hmm. early or try to hurt him or anything. Mm-hmm. Which the bludgers were out reasons. of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want your you want your guy in the game, but you also want to keep him safe because now that he is safe way up there, he can watch the game, see how things are developing, mm-hmm. take notes on different players, all things that I'm sure if he's that natural at Quidditch, like he'd be doing, you know, really yes. just like analyzing what's going on down down below him. So, yes, the Quidditch strategy, you know, will come up. It, you know, this isn't the last time we see Quidditch, and there's. I hope always not. an opportunity to assess from an observer perspective how to strategize this differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so so far this works out. He manages to dodge a bludger just before his broom gave a sudden frightening lurch. He'd never felt anything like that, and then it happened again. This, but this was after he went for the golden snitch, was it not? Because the golden snitch got released. Yes, mm-hmm. and then they took off after it. Yes. Yes, and the Slytherin all we seeker really knew, Terrence Higgs had seen it too. And neck by neck, they yes. hurtled towards the snitch. All the chasers seemed to have forgotten what they were supposed to be doing. Everybody's just watching this duel now. Yes. Yeah. Here is faster. Wham! A roar of rage echoed from the Gryffindors below. Marcus Flint had blocked Harry on purpose, and Harry's broom spun off course, Harry holding on for dear life. So that was a foul. Yep. And Dean Thomas was cheering for sent him off, give him a red card. Ron's like, what's a red card? And they have this cute moment about soccer. <laughs> the refs aren't calling the fouls. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, we get this dangerous lurch. Um, it was as though the broom was trying to buck him off, but Nimbus 2000s did not suddenly decide to buck their riders off. Harry tried to turn back towards the Gryffindor goalposts, and he realized his broom was completely out of control. He couldn't turn it. He couldn't direct it at all. He was zigzagging through the air and every now and then making violent swishing movements that almost unseated him. And Lee's just like, I don't know what Harry's doing up there. It's looking crazy. He's it going, <laughs> going buck wild on his broom. I don't know. And then people start slowly start to be like, wait a second. Hagrid's like, nothing can interfere with a broomstick except powerful dark magic. <laughs> so Hermione's like, all right. It does me no good to look at Harry. She looks at the crowd. Yeah, And then she says, I knew it. Look at Snape. Ron grabbed the binoculars. He had his eyes fixed on Harry and was muttering nonstop under his breath. Hermione says, he's doing something, jinxing the broom. What should we do? Leave it to me. Before Ron could say another word, Hermione had disappeared. At this point, Harry's broom is vibrating so hard it's almost impossible for him to hang on much longer. He was terrified. Uh, The Weasleys flew up to try to help him. Shout out to the twins. But it was no good. Every time they got near him, the broom would just jump higher still. They dropped lower and lower and circled beneath him, hoping to catch him if he fell. Like this, I mean, they're up really high. Yeah. Hermione had fought her way across to the stand where Snape stood and was now racing along the row behind him. She didn't even stop to say sorry as she knocked Professor Coral headfirst into the row in front. Reaching Snape, she crouched down, pulled out her wand, and whispered a few well-chosen words. Bright blue flames shot from her wand into the hem of his robes. It took perhaps 30 seconds for Snape to realize that he was on fire. It was enough. Up in the air, Harry was suddenly able to clamber back down onto his broom. And then Ron's like, okay, Neville, you can look again. Because he had been sobbing in Hagrid's jacket for at least five (laughs) minutes. 
Um, just scared and crying. Just, oh, God, it would be scary. Harry was speeding towards the ground when he, the crowd saw him clap his hand to his mouth as though he was about to be sick. He hit the field on all fours, coughed, and something gold fell into his hand. I've got the snitch, he shouted. Talk about a 180. That's why I, I, I wanted to make sure that we covered, you know, that the snitch got released. They went and chased after it. Yes. He, he might have had it in his hand. Like, he might have initially caught it in his hand. But when he started losing control, it just popped into his mouth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He didn't catch it. He nearly swallowed it. Flint was still howling 20 minutes later. But it made no difference. <laughs> Harry hadn't broken any rules. And Lee Jordan was still happily shouting the results. Gryffindor had won by 170 points to 60 which is a close game okay if you take out the 150 <laughs> it's essentially 20 to 60 actually slytherin was winning weren't they yeah mm. weird sport <laughs> harry didn't hear any weird, of this though he was being made a cup of strong black tea in haggard's hut with ron and hermione this is where ron says it was snape Hermione and I saw him. He was cursing your broomstick, muttering, and he wouldn't take his eyes off you. Also makes sense, you know, given that Harry saw Snape doing some sketchy shit, mm-hmm. you know, bleeding because of the wound, and then he figured out it was because of the dog. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the pieces are kind of coming together on, on this situation. Now, our guy Hagrid is like, no, rubbish. Why would Snape do something like that? Harry decided on the truth. He said, I found out something about him. He tried to get past the three-headed dog on Halloween. It bit him. We think he was trying to steal whatever it's guarding. And Hagrid dropped the teapot. How do you know about Fluffy? Yes, exactly. I loved it. And he's just like, nah, that's top secret. I can't share what's going on there. He's, But Harry's like desperate. He's like, Snape's trying to steal it. Hagrid says, rubbish again. He says, Snape's a Hogwarts teacher. He'd do nothing of the sort. And then Hermione's like, well, okay, then why did he just try to kill Harry? And she says, I know a jinx when I see you in Hagrid. I've read all about them. You've got to keep eye contact. And Snape wasn't blinking at all. I saw him. And Hagrid said, now he's getting annoyed. Now he's like, I'm telling you, you're wrong. I don't know why Harry's broom acted like that, but Snape wouldn't try to kill a student. Yeah. He says, now listen to me, all three of you. You're meddling in things that don't concern you. It's dangerous. You forget the dog and you forget what it's guarding. That's between Professor Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. Won't well, there it is. <laughs> and Harry's like not, not noticing. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the chapter ends. It is. That's the first time I think I've heard that name too. What do you think? Nicholas Flamel. Well. I mean, all signs are pointing towards uh, Snape is a bad guy. But Hagrid doesn't believe it. He says, I'm telling you, you're wrong. That might be true. I mean, Hermione knows a jinx when she sees it. So is that the genre of spell that he casts on Harry's broom? Probably like a jinx. She says, I know a jinx when I see one. You got to keep eye contact and snip and Snape wasn't blinking at all. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of opinions. It's a tense part to stop. We're probably going to have to read it more after we're done tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what it looks like. It looks like uh, Snape is trying to steal the 
what I assume is the Sorcerer's whoa, Stone. Okay. Um, and it's also interesting to me that Hagrid's like, oh, you have evidence that he got bit or whatever by Fluffy. Mm-hmm. And yet, like, I still don't believe that he's trying to steal the, the thing. It's like, dude, isn't that your dog that's protecting it? And didn't Dumbledore probably ask you to, like, have your dog protect it? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what's going on there. Mm. So if you were presented evidence of Snape, right? you know, being hurt by your dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless they're... Yeah. I don't know what it's used for or anything. So they could be taking it in and out or something. And he just, you know, got nipped or something. Right. But also, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Seems, seems kind of sketchy though. Mm-hmm. It's like Harry knows about my injury now. So I'm going to try and throw him off his broom mm-hmm. and hurt him. Maybe knock him out. Maybe make him forget short-term memory loss. I don't know. So that he doesn't yeah. go and tell people about it. Mm-hmm. That's good cover. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, we'll have to see where it goes. Yeah, man. So there's six chapters left. We got any predictions? I don't know. <laughs> like it's called the Sorcerer's Stone, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got to be about that. I don't know what the relevance of it is yet, though. So like, I don't think I can predict why somebody would be trying to get it now mm-hmm. from from the lore and stuff that i've experienced like there's um there's a a a trinket or uh whatever you want to call it if you will Mm -hmm. a a trinket uh, that's called a philosopher's stone and it allows you to perform you know different types of magic or different strengths of magic and things like that Mm -hmm. so that's where is that from just other lore dnd mm. wow whatever okay. um yeah i mean specifically in world of warcraft it is uh it's a, a transmutation stone so like you need it to be able to transmute things from one material into another one okay but i don't yeah i mean if it's called the sorcerer stone by the book then it would more so indicate me that it has to do with like sorcery magics so like um evocational magics like dangerous magics so mm-hmm. yeah and and like i said it's probably just based on what i think it is it probably enables the the wizard that's using it to to enhance whatever abilities okay they have. so this so, would be a valuable thing like in D, for example i have um well, I, I've got, like I said in the last podcast, I've got on, mm-hmm. on the wizard that I play, like I've got a wand that's got charges mm-hmm. to cast a spell at a higher strength. So it's it's similar to that concept probably, or like there is a stone, I guess it's more of an orb, mm-hmm. but similar concept where it allows you to like regain a spell slot. And I'm sure there's other items that mm-hmm. that enhance the ability. Like if you cast a spell and you are holding this stone or whatever, and you discard whatever magics are embedded in it, it will allow you to do more damage or allow you to make your spell more powerful in whichever mm-hmm. way. So that's my prediction for what the stone is. Now, okay. if Snape's trying to steal it, that's maybe he's, he's trying to become a, a better wizard or he's trying to, 
try to use it for dark magics or something maybe mm. he's got a kind of a vendetta going on where he's like not happy that he's not able to teach the dark arts and study more of that mm. stuff so i don't know Ooh. yeah so there being six chapters left i think we should go four and two though just Okay. Okay. So go four, four more go chapters 12 and then through save the 15. last two. Yep. Deal. I mean, tell me when you're ready, man. Four more. Okay. Four more. We'll, we'll take care of that business and uh, yeah. Run it back next week. All right, bro. Appreciate cool, you. Cool. Love yep, you. Thanks. Love you too. All right. See ya. Night night.